0: you put your all into delivering quality and value on time and when your customer doesn't pay it doesn't just hurt your feelings it hurts your business at metcredit we get it we collect overdue receivables fast and treat your customers with respect go to metcredit.com to get started metcredit we get it This is Overdue Advice, the podcast about how and why debt collection works for your business. Brought to you by Metcredit. Everybody pay up! Welcome to Overdue Advice, the podcast about cash flow strategies to grow your business. I'm Andre Schwabi. These days, every business is being pulled in multiple critical directions at once. Every business that wasn't in healthcare is now kind of at least a little bit in healthcare. Even sitting down for coffee can take as much planning as starting a new project. Overdue advice is about cash flow strategies, but these days we're including all strategies, not just to grow your business, but to help it thrive. It may not feel like it, but there are opportunities out there. But some of the problems, like receivables, they can feel more complicated. What we need is a deep breath to reset how we think about our businesses. Enter Dominic Rubino, a professional business coach, entrepreneur, and host of his own podcast called The Profit Tool Belt. While this episode isn't specifically about credit and debt recovery, we wanted to hear what Dominic Rubino has to say about planning for the future, because the first step to debt recovery is not to have to worry about it, so planning. Dominic talks about what that means for planning processes, writing and managing expectations on both sides of a contract, and the one thing he thinks is key to business success in the future. I started by asking Dominic, who are your clients?
1: So the, the clients that I serve are construction and construction trades people. So I call them construction professionals. They certainly don't refer to themselves as entrepreneurs enough, but that's really what they are. We're talking about people who are really good on the tools and then have evolved to grow their own construction or contracting business. Uh, Sometimes they started it from scratch. Sometimes they took over from somebody else, you know, a family member quite typically, or they may have bought a construction or contracting business. Those are my perfect clients. And it's really their mindset that makes them perfect, not the size of their business. If that makes sense. Right.
0: And it, is your business up or down? That's sort of asking, is their business up or down too, I suppose.
1: Yeah, it is. Actually, you're right. So one of the things that's interesting about business coaching, and I've been a business coach, a professional business coach since the year 2000. So I'm 20, actually 21 years in now, given that we're, when we're recording. Um, so business coaching is always up. The questions change in different types of economies. The answers don't necessarily change. So the questions now are more about simplicity, simple systems, and really, how can business owners get clarity? Because there's so much franticness going on. They don't have a central place to look at their numbers and just understand how the business is running. And that's one of the, the tools that I bring.
0: Well, and one of, the, one of the things I'm really curious about is, you know, you're a consultant. How are you communicating with your clients? Because that face-to-face stuff is really important. And now everything has to be remote.
1: Yeah. And I'm a very social guy. I'm a very friendly. I mean, I get to the point, but I'm a friendly, easy to approach person. So I still communicate with my clients the same method when it's one on one. But I use all of the tools that you would expect. Um, You know, I I use Zoom a lot for one on one communications. There's other tools that can be used. But as long as we have some sort of video and audio chat going, we can still develop the relationship. What's most important in that is actually confidentiality you know, the, the owner has to be in a place where they can hear me and answer without other people listening in. So some people take the calls from their truck, but I've got two podcasts. I've just written a book. Uh, I have a couple of Facebook pages and groups that people are in. So there's lots of communication that's going on amongst us. That's me to my client. The communication that I work on my, with my clients on is how they communicate to their team and to their customers. And that actually has become one of the most important things during this you know, new era.
0: Yeah. And I mean, are you having to do any sort of technology consulting to help customers? Because I know that's a pinch point for quite a few businesses.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I mean, being overly honest, if you're calling me for technology consulting, you're in real trouble because I'm not a tech guy. I'm a business guy. Right. And I'm the first one to say, go get an expert, go. You know, you could mess around with it for a half a day and just be frustrated, but that half a day turns into another day and then you made a mistake and now it's a three-day process. Go find somebody who can help you and get it done. Because the communication that happens in construction is very human. It's very person to person. So if I'm the foreman, I've got my crew and usually they're with me. If we've got a dispatch office, you know, there's a central dispatcher and he or she is talking to the people in the vans driving around doing the work. Uh, If I'm a general contractor, communication is very important to my subs. And, uh, and that takes place with all of the tools you'd think, email, phone, texting, like you wouldn't believe. Uh, so the communication is still there. And a, a business that's successful is actually a collection of simple systems that work really well. And there's high communication. The more we communicate, the more we can do. Uh, it's, it's harder to work in a vacuum.
0: I've always found it sort of ironic uh, that as we've had more and more ways to communicate, communication has become more and more fractured within companies because for example teams i've worked on in the past one group really loved instant messenger another group was all about email and another group was all face meetings all the time yeah and and when those groups had to interact there was real conflict it was crazy
1: yeah and that's so those are the simple systems that i talk about it's a great example actually andreas because as the owner of your company it's your job, my job to say, this is how we're going to communicate. You know, if we're using some sort of instant messaging platform, which one is it? You know, for, for my companies, it used to be Skype. Well, I barely use Skype anymore, but now I've got people sending me messages on LinkedIn, Facebook messenger, text, WhatsApp, Telegram, email, apparently still working. Uh, Some people still leave me voicemails. I barely listen to them. So of all of those, those different communication channels, things get lost. And so if I'm the owner of the company, I actually have to say to everybody, this is how we communicate. And that's why there's apps that are out there. I know Jobber is very common and, and the people that use Jobber, I'm not advertising for Jobber, but people that use Jobber love Jobber. Uh, and different apps, you just have to get into it and commit to using that tool. If there's a reference that I can give the listeners for thinking that way, there's a book, it's an old book believe it or not, but that doesn't make it any less relevant or valid. It's called the E-Myth Revisited. It's written by Michael Gerber. The tension, you know, the the things that are pulling our mind apart when we're the business owner, because there's three ways that we see the world. We need to see the world. One of them is the technician. So in my world, the the technician is the person swinging the hammer, driving the van, installing the cabinets, working on the, the heating unit, you know, construction and contracting. That's the technician viewpoint. And all of us have it, regardless of what our job is. You have it, I have it. The other way of looking at the world is the manager. And that's the person who's measuring the things that have happened in the past, right? How long did it take? How much did it cost? All of those things. That's actually a big part of the communication systems that I help put in place for business owners to keep it simple and clear. But the third way that we see the world is what you're talking about here. When you see the restaurant asking that question, how can I still serve my customers? What if we didn't open, but we still had the same volume going through the restaurant? And that's the entrepreneur mindset. That's the future-focused way of looking at things. And that's where the real power comes from. That's when you see business owners who are proactive in this market versus feeling reactive and scattered and pulled in a hundred directions. It's because they're in a proactive stance and they're looking to the future, asking that question, how can I dot, dot, dot? And what if dot, dot, dot? And that's a very powerful place to be. I love your how can I dot, dot,
0: dot. It's, the, it's a really important question because it's purely speculative. I am here. This is my
1: environment. How can I do that? We're changing the, so what, what business owners, and I say entrepreneurs, even though some people don't want to call themselves entrepreneurs. An entrepreneur creates something out of nothing. That's my definition, creating something out of nothing. So if you created a fencing and deck company that didn't exist before, because now it's called Bob's Decks and you're in Des Moines, Iowa, you created something out of nothing and you're an entrepreneur. If you're doing that, you've got to think about the future you want. Well, the future I want is I've got two trucks and two crews who install decks and fences and, you know, da da da. Well, that's the, how can I, then you go make it happen. And so you get pulled towards something instead of being pushed from all directions.
0: The single biggest cause of bad debt write-offs is procrastination. With every day you wait, the chances of ever getting paid go down. At Metcredit, we get it. We collect business receivables fast. And if we don't succeed, you don't pay. Go to metcredit.com and stop waiting for money you deserve. Metcredit, we get it. That's such an interesting shift in perspective. So I mean, a lot of this is sort of what businesses demand. So there's a lot of expectations and demands, like customers have demands and businesses sort of have expectations and demands. Mm-hmm. How have demands on businesses changed? What are you seeing out there right now? Well,
1: uh, this is contrary to what we hear on the radio, and the news. Things are busy. In my piece of the market, which is which is construction and general contracting and subtrades and, and home services companies, they are busy. And we're still wondering why. Even the owners that I talk to who are the busiest are looking around going, I don't get it. Why are we getting full kitchen renovation orders? And these are major kitchen renovation orders. And the best we can assume from talking to clients and listening to their needs is that they're stuck at home and they're tired of looking at those same four walls. They're stuck at home and they're frustrated with their landscaping. They're stuck at home and they realize their heater is making a funny noise. And so they make the call. And what's also happened is costs have come down. Now, your restaurateurs don't want to hear this, but they know it. We're eating out less. And so the, that extra 100 bucks a week is suddenly going to savings. We're not driving as much. That extra 100 bucks a week is just sitting there in their accounts. So people are looking at this going, how do I, the entrepreneur method, right? How, or mode, how do I make the most of this? And so they're saying, yeah, I want a new bedroom set. I want a new kitchen. I want to renovate the bathroom downstairs, et cetera
0: forecasts aren't a thing for the next while yeah how can businesses plan like how do you approach because really being on the front end all that front end planning all those steps that's even more crucial now because yes. the margins are narrower you, you just can't make mistakes
1: yes and i won't do this right but people with a military background will understand that no plan survives first contact with the enemy but you still have to have the plan because when I have the plan, I have control. I'm in that entrepreneur mode. I'm asking, how can we, how can we install more fences and decks? How can we sell more roofing? How can we sell more siding? I have to be in control wherever I can. Now the market's going to come at me with all sorts of different factors. Oh, you can't visit people in their homes and some people won't want you in their house and you got to wear a mask. And okay. Well, those are also market opportunities. You know, I've got clients right now in the cabinetry space that have done a very, very good job. they're my clients. So they've done a very good job of thinking of it with me. How do we, here's that entrepreneur question. How do we overcome the fears that people have when they need a new kitchen, but they also don't want us in their house? And so a couple of things appear. You have to do some more online videos. This is how we clean our vans and trucks. It's a silly video. If you think about it, it's shot with a cell phone and it's one of the most viewed things on their website. But people want to know that when they go look at the competitor who says, yeah, I'll come by when I got some time. They don't want that guy anymore. Yeah. They want to see the company that's that said, this is how we clean our vans and trucks. This is the cleaning station we just made in our own shop. And isn't it funny how it works with a foot pedal? And they do this little video. And, well, all they're saying is we're taking this seriously. Mm-hmm. But that that's a trust breadcrumb that the the customers look at and go, well, I want to deal with them. So here's another one. Uh, we're about to show up to your house for an appointment. I'll be wearing a mask, but I wanted you to see a picture of me. So when I show up to the door, you know whose smiling face you're going to see. Well, how simple is that? It costs no money. All you have to do is care about the customer experience. And what happens is all the competitors fall away. All the competitors fall away. That's a very simple little, I don't want to call it a trick. It's just human connection and interaction. I mean, it's, it's not unlike
0: Uber guy pulls up you've already seen his picture and you know his oh, they, the that's right serial like might you know yeah but the
1: vin number on that card what a great analogy i hadn't thought of that that's exactly it. i want to know my uber driver before they show up i know what kind of car they've got i can see the route they're taking to get to me and and i have to add right now the trades are busy and i think even they are looking at it going i don't understand why we're busy i drive home and i listen to the radio and they're saying hey the last person out of the country shut off the lights you know they are it sounds like The world is falling to an end. Make sure that as a business owner, you're hanging out with the right people, with the right mindset, with the right message for success. Because if you're just getting dragged down by negative news or negative people, that's what you're going to see around you.
0: One of the things that I crave is routine. And Mm. I'm really curious to know, what are two or three things businesses can do to really focus on success, thinking about the future?
1: Yeah. It's interesting that you use the word crave. And I'll I'll tell you why, because what I have found, and I've been, so let me just back up. I've been doing this for a long time as a business coach. I have also run, I've started from scratch, built and sold two of my own rather sizable companies. And I have always craved simple systems. I just crave simplicity and clarity. That's all I want. And so whenever I can get that or find that or show other people how to get there, they're usually a lot happier. So now let me go back and answer your question. If you have a collections problem, you're looking in the wrong place. I I want to say it sounds so easy, but it (laughs) is. It takes discipline, Andreas. The the reason business coaching exists is because it's not the 80s where somebody said, come to my webinar, Come, come to the convention center. You're going to learn everything in an afternoon. That doesn't work. We realized that didn't work. What works is meeting with your business coach, me or the next person, every week, every two weeks, and just work on one thing and work on another thing. And you know what? Over the course of a year, you just worked on 52 things. You look at your neighbor, your, your business competitor next door, and they worked on none. So you're 52 things better. If I just count by things, do you see how this starts to change? You're 52 things better. Well, the next year, you're 104 things better. And your competitor next door, still at zero. There has to be a net impact and effect. And there is. To wrap things up, I want to talk about your book.
0: Because oh. you've got a book about becoming a construction millionaire. And that's that's appealing. Tell us
1: about that. Uh, well, thanks. You know what? It's, it's actually the secrets that I've learned over 20 years. And they're not my secrets. You know, I've been a business coach for a long time. And it's what I've observed behind closed doors when myself and a general contractor or a subcontractor are sitting around the table trying to figure out a thing. And, and, you know, these cracks in the darkness appear over time. You're like, that question keeps coming up and we find something and that question keeps coming up. And then over time I find something Well, I started to collect those. And I thought maybe I should put it into a book. And so I did. And then because I'm actually not a good detail guy, I forgot to check the contract with the publisher. I had to buy 200 copies of my own book and <laughs> it went live. So right now they're free. The book's free, just cover shipping, but, um, Uh, But it's still a good book. The fact that it's free doesn't take the value. It's just because Dominic forgot to check a clause in the contract. (laughs) The the business coach coach thyself. Would that be the uh, one of the tips is check the fine print. (laughs) Check the fine print. (laughs) Anyways, it's uh, if somebody wants it, it's at constructionmillionairesecrets.com. That's it for this episode of Overdue Advice. Thanks to Dominic Rubino at
0: Profittoolbelt.com. Visit his website to get a free copy of his book and tune into his podcast, The Profit Tool Belt. Metcredit is on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, and Twitter at Metcredit. Visit Brian Sommerfeld's blog at blog.metcredit.com. It also includes useful tools and calculators to assess your business debt risk. We want to hear from you. Subscribe, like, or leave a review to the podcast, or share it with a friend or business associate. You can drop us a line at overdueadvice at metcredit.com. Overdue Advice is the podcast about cash flow strategies to grow your business. Thanks for listening. I'm Andre Schwabe.
1: you run a business you're successful you don't wait for things to happen you make them happen so why aren't you collecting what's owed to you the longer you wait the less chance you'll ever see a cent (laughs) so call met credit we're your local debt recovery team serving businesses of all sizes since 1973 and don't worry we play nice we're here to uphold your reputation and relationships and speaking of nice if we don't collect you don't pay zero risk Get to know us for when you need us at metcredit.com.